Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you going? Really well. How are you? I'm really, really good. Yeah. So what type of things have you been thinking about over the last little bit since we last spoke? Oh, definitely been thinking a lot about remaining relevant in my industry. That's yep. definitely been on the forefront and has been for quite some time, to be honest. Yep. So, yeah, keeping up with the times, staying relevant. Try, trying to find out what the what the trends are so you can yes. be on trend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think that's a hard thing because you, you want to keep relevant to the type of stuff you shoot because mm. if you're not relevant, then obviously it's hard to attract clients. You're redundant. Clients. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're kind you of know. either one or the other. You know, which, which like I said, and I suppose trying to find that, Keeping relevant with the times is what photography has been about quite often because mm. a lot of the trends have been documented through photography, like with yeah. fashion. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So when you think of it over time, how, how that's, yeah, I mean, how, how we go back and we see what people were wearing. We can kind of tell when it was, ta- when imagery was ta- created. Some, some, ima- we, yeah. some imagery you can, you can date some imagery, I think, through mm. the fashions if there's, if there's people. And the cars. <laughs> and, and the cars and, and maybe even the decor. Yeah, you know, you can remember like I don't know if you can remember those classic Australian kitchens where sometimes they had the coloured doors. Yeah, all the doors were different colours. Yes, and the, the laminates on the table had like a oh. basket weave. Oh, nice, rug, wasn't it? Or it was red that, or that something. Blue and white mottled kind of. I don't even know what you would call it. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and quite often you'd. There'd be wallpaper on the wall. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, nice. bit of seventies yeah. wallpaper. Bit yes, of seventies nice. wallpaper. You know, those paisley pattern type. Bright green laminex. Yeah, nice. the, the, the really bright. You know, <laughs> even I can remember like there was some, even some of the appliances were quite colourful. Yes. You know, and there was a few of the, like the Sunbeam Mick Masters and yes. they came out in these. We used to have one of those. Did you? Yeah, we had the plain one though before they started introducing Making the colours. Making all the really trendy ones. Because they, yeah. do, they do the retro stuff now. Yes, yeah. Which they do the retro f- looking fridges and they're all that bright. Colors. That's right. The smegs are pretty, pretty. Yeah, the, aren't yeah. They? That's one that you yeah. see you see out there, and also you do, yeah. you do see the mix masters too on that. Yeah, the KitchenAids are all those crazy colors, and they yes. introduce a new selection of colors every few few years. Yeah, so that's kind of how I suppose you know society measures things. Like some of that stuff comes back again. It's like mm. say what's what's old becomes new again. That's right. That's right. So, and do you think it's possible with imagery as well? Well, that's what that's what we're leading to actually, yeah. because today we're going to be talking about. Is photography ageless? Mm. Because you know, you, my my feeling is a good picture taken twenty years or thirty or forty years ago can still stack up as a good image today. Yeah. So when you look at that image, sometimes it's hard to tell when that image was actually taken. Yeah, yeah. And do you think the reason for that is because of the components that make up the image are potentially dateless? Sometimes. I mean, I think you know this this. Some key things like we talked about fashion in the lead yeah, up. Yeah. Obviously, people are wearing a, something that's quite, you know, older style or something. Yeah. But then you can't really tell because if you look at the current pinup um, girls. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, what they're doing, they're mimicking, they're mimicking that 1950s look. Mm-hmm. So, they're actually dressing the 1950s, the makeup, 
is the fifties the hairdos? The uh, posing even the in po- some of those images. Yes, yes. Yeah. So it's all mimicking. So those pictures could have been taken yesterday. You know, yesterday. Or fifty years ago. Or fifty years ago. Yeah. So from that point of view, and is it do you think is it people want photography to be timeless? Are they doing those things or I think in those particular instances they're replicating an era. So it's it's more so they're creating, it's almost like wearing costume jewellery, so it's creating kind of a facade, not a facade, but a character. Yes, yep. Yeah, so I feel in that instance it's timeless, but you can, it's also dateable. Yes. It's kind of a I tricky mean, one, yeah. A lot, a lot of people like to have themed dinner parties. Yes. Right? <laughs> they are a lot of fun. That's what I'm saying. So it'll be either, you know, the, the fondue. Oh, yes. Is it fondue or fondant? <laughs> um, but some people will obviously do those types of events where it's it's very much based on a an older style. Yes. And they're, re- they're recreating it. Yes. But I think, you know, photography has been, I think, when when photography started, yeah, no one had this idea in the head about, I suppose, how it would evolve, mm-hmm. how big it would get. Mm-hmm. And how relevant some of the image would be mm. even 50 years after the image yeah. was taken. I mean, you've got you know, Ansel Adams and a few of those guys. Yeah. You know, so those images, some of his images are still relevant today. Yeah, absolutely. Some of his beautiful landscapes that he was taking where he was using the zones system to the to the absolute max. So yep. anyone who doesn't actually understand the zone system, it's a, it's a system created to identify uh, exposure I guess exposure metering within an image so that you get perfect exposure Exposure. across the whole thing. So your blacks aren't complete. You've got a few complete blacks and you've got every shade through to white. It's a bit like if you look at your modern camera today and your histogram. Histogram, yeah, very similar. And you understand how the histogram works. So the Mm. histogram will show you where you've got your whites and your blacks Mm -hmm. and then it shows you everything in between. Mm. And obviously you don't want it to be skewed too far one way yeah unless you're shooting high key or low key images and then obviously it will be at one end of the spectrum and you've just actually brought up an interesting fact because if you have a if you think about high key images they they potentially are dated because they're a a popular technique from a particular time so once people were creating those high key images of course yes you can create something that's dateless yeah but it does potentially date because of the method that they have used to take that photograph there's a few other techniques like cross-processing. Yes, yep. Which is very dateable. Yes, yep. <laughs> you know, so there's lots of things like that. I think there used to be, a, remember, there used to be a thing where you'd push, push the film to actually accelerate the grain in mm-hmm. the image. Yes, yeah, I was talking to a chap about that actually at Woodford when I was there. There was a guy that had retrofitted the back of his camera so it was taking Polaroid photographs. It was an yep. old... Mamiya early okay. format and he'd, he'd retrofitted it with the, the back of a, an instant camera. And he was talking about how he was struggling to get the correct exposures and yes. I just suggested that he use that method where he tries a bit of push-pull with rating yes. his film. I don't yeah. know if that's really relevant actually. <laughs> well, well, it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of, it was one of the, the tools that you used as a photographer. To, so, yeah, to, to find out your exposures. Right, yeah. exposures and that type of stuff. Yeah, so that's actually a really good point if you think about it. So Polaroids have become quite fashionable once again. So yes. once upon a time using Polaroid film, you could be, you would be able to identify when that picture was taken, where it was, those kinds of things. But now with the reintroduction of it, it makes it a little bit more confusing because you also have to look at key factors like fashion yes. and what people are doing. And it's almost like we've taken a big twist back. Yep. And so it is a little bit harder to identify with those 
key indicators such as fashion and music and all of those kinds of things. So, so, so you reckon if I pulled out my slide film? It might be relevant now. It might yeah. be, but, that, <laughs> but it's probably very dateable. Yes, yes, very true. Because slide film was huge probably. Wasn't I think that it, 90s and the 80s? Oh, no, no, even earlier. If you go back to the, if you kind of go back to the 60s, I mm. think slide film was very popular. There's a couple of good reasons for it because the processing was actually included in the price of the film. <laughs> really? Yeah. So when you bought a roll of slide film. They give you the envelope that you Yeah, they give the envelope the to return right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically you, you, the processing of the images was actually included. So, yeah. So the good thing about slide film is once you paid for the film, you pretty much knew that, that was it. That was it, the cost of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously you didn't know how many success you were going to have come back. <laughs> you might shoot a roll of 36 and get 14 back. But Yes, because slide film was really tricky technically to get right. Yeah, it was. And, and typically it was a very slow film as well. Mm. So, you know, um, Kodachrome, like the the 64 was a very popular slide oh, film. So it's a beautiful film. So, I, you yeah. know, ISO 64, very, very, lo- very, yeah. very slow film. Yeah. So you obviously... Didn't lend itself to like high speed captures. No, those type of things. Unless you had really good light, you need yeah, excellent, ex, you know, nice sunny day or something. Yeah, yeah. you could push the shutter speeds up. But. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting actually because if you think about photographers and you you're thinking about the fact of is photography ageless, one artist that comes to mind is Annie Lubritz because yes. a lot of her imagery that she captures. It's quite dateless. They're beautiful, beautiful portraits of yes. of incredible people. Yep. And if you look at them. It's really hard to identify what kind of era that that image was taken. If you look at some of those really stunning portraits, there's not many things in there that will date them. Mm. So there's not a lot of elements in there that actually will tell you when the picture's taken. That's right. Yeah. They're quite simple as far yes. as, as far as what the person's wearing. It could just be you know, white a white dress or yeah, and that's a really good thing to consider if you want your images to look less dateable, simplify them. Take yes. all of those key elements out that are dateable. So things like your high fashion or, you know, your vehicles and the buildings and the like. So you can keep your images quite pared back yep. and create quite powerful stuff. There's a really good tip you can use if you and you can apply this to all types of photography. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing called shooting clean. Yes. So you shoot the image as clean as possible, which means you remove as many distractions mm. If if it doesn't add to the image, take it out. That's right. Yeah. If it's not going to help the story, take mm. it out. Mm. Because if you leave, you know, if you take this portrait and then there's a vase of flowers behind the model. Yeah. And it's you know it's, it's out of focus, but it's there, and you go, I wonder what the vase of flowers, what significance of that yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, unless it's significant to the story that you're trying to tell, take it out. Take it out. Yeah. Because what's happened is, is, you know, you're going to show someone that image and they're going to look at, see the model and then they go, oh, wonder why the flowers are there. Yeah. And I wonder if people read images the same way we do because they would be questions that I would ask myself, but would everybody kind of look at a picture? I I think not everyone would. Sometimes like I've made a comment, I've seen a photo and it's been maybe someone's asked to you know, for a bit of critiquing or something over mm. it and you'll, you'll notice something and then someone else, oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, in the yeah, image. it's so true, it's so true. I had someone point something out to me the other day that a phone was left in someone's pocket in the photo and yes. I had to say, I'm so sorry, I didn't even notice. Yes. But those little tiny, tiny details 
do make up for things, don't they? Well, sometimes I mean, and that and that can that can date a picture. Yeah. The phone in the pocket. Oh my goodness, there's so many phones in pockets now. <laughs> I don't know if you remember some of the great movie. The bloops where the they've bloops. got yeah. I think there's one there. Game um, of Thrones I, with the with the Starbucks coffee cup yeah. in the background. Well, I think there's even one that goes back a bit further. There was like a Charlton Heston movie with. Yeah, chariot racing, you know, so it's obviously set. <laughs> and there's a scene there where one, someone's wearing a wristwatch. Oh, no. <laughs> Just don't know the Romans. The Romans were pretty good like, and they invented. Don't think they were that good, though. They invented a lot of stuff. But I just don't think they had wristwatch back in the day. But those are the type of things. So so that dates, you know, obviously yeah. something something in the image can date. The image, so like the Casio, um, the uh, the calculator watch. The calculator. The, oh the, my like, god, they're amazing. That's it. So that, that, <laughs> well, again, it's those type of things are very dateable. But yeah. So I mean, if you're trying to, so if I mean, you could purposely go out and create ageless photography mm. by mm. choosing what you what you show the viewer. That's exactly right, and that that's another another factor to consider. You can crop things out of images. You yes. can you can photograph them in ways where you where you cannot identify what's around. We can clone stuff out as well. Yes. <laughs> you can. Mm-hmm. But in the eyes of Zach Harris, what does he say? If you've got to go back and Photoshop something out, you should not have taken that photo. That's right. Don't be lazy. <laughs> so so if you if you pick up one thing from this podcast day is is think about this shooting clean. Yeah. So, so next time you get your... You want to edit clean too. Edit clean. But what, next time you've got the camera set up and you've got something in front of the camera that you sh- you're photographing, have a good look around the frame mm. and just make sure that all those elements that are in the frame mm-hmm. all work in harmony together, all tell the story mm. of, of what you're trying to say mm. with that image. And if there's an element in there which doesn't connect... Yes. Then take it out because I think yeah. the image... Yeah, it's, it's a case of... Less is more. Yes, yes. In photography, sometimes I have a habit of actually scanning my image from top to bottom, almost like a left to right process, just yes. before I take any photographs that have been set up. Now it's quite difficult if you're on the run and you're taking images as you go. Yes, but if you can clean it up, clean it up. I should. Sonny should say that. I shot a portrait on the weekend. Yeah. Picture from a son. He's going. He said, "Oh, Dad, can you? I need this for my student ID." You know. Oh, okay. So I've shot. So he's come out. He's brushed his hair and everything. Yeah. Fifty mil lens on it. Nice. Just some window light. Yeah. Shot it, and I wasn't pleased with the background. But anyway, I shot a few shots. Anyway, I thought oh, there'd be something in there. So I'm editing it, and then there's a hair sitting across his forehead. Oh. It's just just one hair. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I zoom in, I could I couldn't you couldn't see it on the camera. Like yeah. From where I was shooting, you could not see that hair. Yeah. As soon as I zoom in, I go, ah, oh, the hair there. And that's just. <laughs> it's just easy to reshoot it yeah, sometimes <laughs> rather than it trying is. to clone that hair out because <laughs> then you'll lose a couple of wrinkles in his forehead. forehead. Oh, I'd like some wrinkles to be edited out, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, so you, you, you can actually make images timeless. Mm. I, I think there's been a lot of images shot over time that there, I don't know that there's a conscious decision by the photographer no, to make right. it timeless. Uh-huh. But I think we've got some classic images out there that, like I said, were taken a long time ago. The photographer just did a really good job yeah. of capturing what was around them and you know, presenting right. it. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, look, photography can be timeless. And I think if, if people want to, probably a good example is go back and look at some of the 
stuff from National Geographic. Oh my goodness, yes. You know, some stuff. of those beautiful portraits. Those beautiful oh. portraits where they used to send photographers all around the world and they'd take these amazing, amazing images and you'd be looking at them just going, Oh wow, look at yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, they took some classic stuff as well. Some absolutely classic. And I guess that's how we could look at it. Ageless photography is more like classic yes. style. Yeah. yeah. So I think if it kind of, when you look at the, when you look at the image and you don't draw a conclusion to when that image was taken, mm. then obviously that picture probably is a timeless image. Mm. I mean, that's obviously right. the pictures are taken for like relevance. So if we see, if you see a picture of say, um, people protesting in the city and they've got, you know, about climate change. Yeah. You can pretty much date, you'll better date that image. That's right, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, there's obviously a lot of talk about climate change so yeah. there's a lot around at the moment. So those images become very dateable. Yeah. So I think some images, like I said, just by the content mm. will be dateable. Other yeah. images won't be. Yeah. I think portraits, that's the, the beauty about portrait photography. Yes. Shot the right way, you wouldn't even know when that was taken. That well, and like you said, people do actually go out and mimic to shoot in a in a fifty style. Yeah. To get a fifty style look. Yes. They'll shoot using those techniques. Yes. To get it, I mean, and there's still a lot of lighting techniques. I know one of the popular lighting techniques in portrait photography is the Rembrandt lighting. You know, yes. where you got that kind of little shadow on the side of the yes. face, yeah. um, and they intersect. Yeah. And it was something that Rembrandt painted. The, how the light would fall on his subjects. Yes. And then photographers started to use that. Yes. In their portraiture photography. And when you look at that, so you. Yeah. You just it is a very, very classic and elegant lighting technique, isn't it? And the other, the other elephant in the room with timeless photography. Yes. Black and white. Oh, my goodness. Monochrome. Yes. Oh, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? It just creates, it takes all the distraction out. Colour. I love colour, but colour is a distraction yes. to many, many people. Take it out, and you're really focusing your energy on what that image is about when you're creating classic imagery. Exactly. So, so in that instance, a lot of black and white images are timeless mm, mm. because some of the um, cues are mm. actually gone. Yes. Some of those cues could be in the color. You know, we talked about the the terrible kitchen. Colors. Yes, yes, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. But I think you also have to consider factors like your processing and how you're actually editing your images because that can have an impact on on dating an image as well. Yes. So with your black and whites, if they're high contrast black and whites, I would automatically assume that they would be 90s or early 2000 related because those high key images were really popular back yes. in the late 90s and yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. And so I think your editing techniques can really have an impact on dating and aging your images. And some of the presets are actually, the names of some of those presets uh, yes. are actually alluding to those those eras. Yes, they absolutely do. And they, they allude also to some of those films that were created in those days, you know. So you've got your Kodachrome and your all of those kinds of things. Yes. And, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And I think that was the thing back in the day, photographers would choose a film yes. for what for the look that we're going to get from that film. Absolutely. Absolutely. We would would definitely choose the film in accordance. So I used to shoot with fast film back in the day, fast Ilford 3200. Incredible, amazing film. Yep. Loved it. Which would be a high-grain film. Yeah, the grain was off the charts. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. But but you used that to get a particular look in the image. Yeah, I I think I, I used it more so because... I liked how fast it was and how accurate I could get my exposures. Yeah. 
back then um, and it was like you could shoot at any time of the day and it, we weren't really restricted by your lighting. But yeah. I also was addicted to the grain, the grain feel of those images, which these days I'm not so much. Yep. But, yeah, I just love that feel. It, it's different how I suppose some particular styles of photography probably aren't age, won't hold up. Yeah. HDR. Yeah. How do you think people even – look, HDR was really popular at one stage it when – I did jump on the bandwagon for a everyone while. Everyone did. Everybody. Yeah. I think you know, any, anyone who, when they got a digital camera and, and started finding out about HDR processing and, and for people who don't know HDR, it's high mm. dynamic range. So mm-hmm. basically it's typically, I mean, I used to how I used to create a HDR image was I'd take three exposures. Mm-hmm. So one was pretty much where the camera says this is where the exposure should be. Yes. I'd take one underexposed, yes. one overexposed. Yes. And then in post I'd blend the three images together. Yes. So basically what I was doing was extending the dynamic range of the camera. Uh-huh. But the um, I suppose the thing is that we're all guilty of we just we liked it too much. So we pushed everything. And it almost became hyper-realistic, like yes. it became beyond looking like a real image. And I think that's the key to creating something that's it's almost, It timeless. almost became cartoonish. Like, that's right, that's right. And I think if you can make an image look as much as it would out of how you would see it, yes. I think that's when you're creating something that's potentially less ageable. Yes. I think if you can create something true to scene, yes, where if, if you can go in that same situation and, and see with your eyes and it looks like it does in the photo... That becomes an that yeah. becomes an ageless image. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I think it's always interesting when you go dig through. I think if if anyone out sitting out there, <laughs> old photos, dig through the old photo albums. Yeah, and and this would be a little little bit of a challenge. I think mm. would be to try and find some images that were shot in old photo albums that mm-hmm. could have been shot yesterday. Yes, and I actually go through that process with my own wedding work. I go back through and I, I have a look and I see if anything can be be re-released like if it is still relevant and sadly a lot of the the work that I've I've created in my early in the early part of my career is is not relevant now because yes. of the posing because of the lighting techniques that I've used because of where I photographed them and how I photographed it yeah so they're key factors that I've definitely taken on to to in my photographic career is to create things that are less dateable so that you can get more use out of them. So your clients are also looking back on them and they feel like it was yesterday, not 50 years ago. Yeah, and I think that and look, that's relevant sometimes that particularly you can shoot portraits in a way that are really edgy today mm. but won't work t- necessarily exactly right. tomorrow. Yeah, but you can yep. You can create a portrait which is timeless mm-hmm. and I think we, we've talked about it in previous podcasts about there used to be, you know, a formula that all working photographers who had studios would shoot these same-looking family shots. Guilty. The lighting, <laughs> Guilty. Light, <laughs> the lighting was the same. Yes. Right? posing was the, the same. The posing was the same. And yeah. it just created, you know, the McDonald's. McDonald's of family shoots, or yeah. family shoots. Like yep. they're all yeah. basically the same. Yeah. And the only thing that changed from year to year was the fashion. Yeah, sometimes not even the fashion. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people would get 
Yeah, there was there was families who would get a yearly. We we were one of those families. We'd have yearly photographs in the same place of the house. Yep. And I'm pretty sure the backdrop was the same every year. Yeah. The only thing that changed and, was and some, our clothing. And sometimes your Sunday best dress was your Sunday best dress for a few years. Yes. So true. That, <laughs> so that was what you wore. <laughs> it's true. I think I have the same outfit on in a few years. Photos. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So. Yeah. So what we've been talking about is photography ages, and I really think. A lot of shots are. Yes. And like I said, it's something for you to, if you're just new to photography and you're kind of learning about photography and you want to you know, understand photography, go out, look at some old images mm. and, and see what, if there's things that you like in those images and under, try and understand what it is that you like about it because that's, like I said, if you like something in an image, that probably indicates the image is probably going to be an ageless image. Yeah. If it's an old picture and you like it now. Yeah, that's right. That's you right. You know, if it's um, it's still relevant. Yeah, and have a think about if you're a professional photographer or you're someone wanting to take professional images, like is that a style that you're interested in creating? Yeah. Are you wanting to create more ageless or more kind of on trend? Yeah, so I mean you can – and I think you can play that. It can be – you can go both ways where you yeah. can shoot some edgy photos that are yes. kind of on on cue, on topic with today's trends. But you're still creating But then classic. go and still yeah. create some of those timeless shots yeah. that people will be able to pull out in 20 years' time. Yes. And still be proud to show someone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and I think that's a, a good thing. So yeah. hopefully this has got you thinking a little bit about photography and I can get you could get quite deep into this if you really wanted to <laughs> think about analysing shots. But I think it's always good to go back and look at old stuff that mm. other, other photographers have shot mm-hmm. and try and understand why why they shot it that way. Yes, yeah. And what was it what was the appeal for them? Yeah. So we'd love to hear your feedback too. Like yeah, if, I'd be so curious. <laughs> yeah, people have got feedback out there about, you know, looking at old images and what they think and whether they think they're timeless or whether they think yeah. you know, those images aren't relevant today. Fantastic. Yeah, good one. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, Steve. Till next time. See, See ya. ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.